Welcome to Colorful Conversations about all things home and decorating. I'm Tasha, the founder of Kaleidoscope Living. I love colorful decor, home decorating, and organizing all the things. And I'm Tia, Tasha's good friend, colleague, and type B counterpart. I know from experience that living your best life begins with creating a home you love. So on this podcast, we chat about DIY, home design, and life at home. And I know from experience that juggling kids, work, and life in general often means your home gets put on the back burner. Together, we bring two unique perspectives for some very fun and colorful conversations. Thanks for joining us. Let's do this. Yes. Well, hey there, friends. Um, It's Tuesday morning. It's about 9 o'clock a.m., and that means I'm actually recording this about four hours after it should have been released. <laughs> so my apologies for that. Um, but yesterday, y'all, was crazy because I opened registration for the Beautiful Home, Beautiful Life Summit, which is very exciting. It's finally open. You can go to beautifulhomebeautifullife.com to register. The registrations are already pouring in. I think the last I checked, we were already up to 1,600 registrations, which is amazing because registration hasn't even been open for 24 hours. But this might scare you a little bit, as it should, to know that I am the tech person (laughs) behind not only the summit, but the podcast. I'm the one who does all the podcast editing and loading into the pod where we host the podcast. And I'm the tech person. And the tech person was real tied up yesterday. So this is going to be late, but that's okay, right? Better late than never. So at least it's for a good reason. Anyway, if you are just tuning in and this is the first you are listening to season four, you may be wondering a few things. First of all, where's Tia? Where's Tia and her fabulous Southern accent? Tia is only temporarily not here with me for season four. She will be joining me Um, back again the week of February 17th. So fear not, she'll be back soon. Um, But for the beginning of season four, we have decided to uh, feature some of my favorite interviews from the Beautiful Home, Beautiful Life Summit that we hosted last February. Um, And again, the registration for this year's summit just opened. Beautiful Home, Beautiful Life is a an online event that I put together for the first time last year to bring together organizing, decluttering, and interior design experts to share their knowledge with the masses so that we can help busy, overwhelmed women, uh, probably, I don't know, like me, like you, presumably, people who are listening, um, Declutter, organize, and beautify your homes because if you if you have followed me for any length of time, you have probably heard me say that if you, I really firmly believe if you don't love your home, you just aren't living your best life. You're missing out on a really, really crucial piece of happiness and mental well-being. And so we wanted to do our part to help people um, improve that 
part of their lives. Um, so we did it last year. We're doing it again this year. This year it starts on February 16th. It's the 16th, 17th, and 18th. And the best part is, is you can watch the sessions at home on your laptop, in your pajamas, um, which, you know, I like. I almost recorded this podcast in my pajamas, but I will have you know I did get dressed. Um, all right. I also wanted to thank you guys for showing up in last week's podcast episode. I shared that we needed reviews and that we hadn't had any in a while and it made me sad. <laughs> and y'all showed up. We got a bunch of new reviews and they were so kind and enthusiastic and just amazing. So thank you for doing that. They're all so appreciated. And if you're listening to this, I'm going to read out one of the reviews um, at the end of this. And if I read your review and we share it on this podcast, if you hear it and you send us a message to podcast at kaleidoscopeliving.com, we will send you free stuff. How's that? How is that? But even if you don't take the time to like write out a review, even if you just use your finger to tap the number of stars, even that little bit helps other people find our podcast and listen. So we appreciate stars. We appreciate words. We appreciate it. Okay. And thank, and my apologies and thanks for hanging in there and listening anyway. The feedback on the episodes we've shared so far has been really, really great. And today's is going to just uh, blow your socks off, I think. It really blows my socks off every time I talk to this friend of mine and her system. So in today's episode, I am sharing my interview with my good friend, Nicole Rule. Um, she is the creator and founder of Greatest Worth. Nicole is a master of making your money work for you, okay? That sounds like a cliche, but I want you to hear me out. She approaches budgeting unlike anyone I've ever heard of. So typically when when you hear the word budgeting, you picture like spreadsheets and you feel like somebody's going to tell you to cut expenses and like um, eat ramen noodles and beans and rice and clip coupons and you know, t do all these, take all these steps to, to save, just to cut expenses in all areas of your life. And Nicole takes an entirely different approach to making sure that you have money to spend on the things that actually matter to you. Okay. And her approach will seriously change the way you think about budgeting. Um, and that's not to say, like, <laughs> I think she talks about it in this interview. She paid, she and her husband paid off um, six figures of debt in a very short amount of time. Um, so she, she knows what she's talking about. She just approaches it from such a unique perspective that, oh, I think if everyone did it this way, they wouldn't think of budgeting as a chore or... Um, they wouldn't feel deprived. Um, so you just need to hear it from Nicole herself. So with that, let's listen in on her Beautiful Home, Beautiful Life interview from last year. I'm so excited um, in your intro, I made it clear that like, oh, we're friends. So I'm excited to see you as my friend. And more importantly, I'm really excited for you to like tackle head on 
the complaint or, you know, the, the thing I hear all the time, which is like, oh, well, I, I want a home I love. Like, I believe you. It does matter, but I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told people in the intro, you're going to blow their mind and tell them that, yes, they can. But before we dive into the meat of it, I think your your journey and how you got to this place of being a money coach is so inspiring. So why don't you just tell us about yourself and your your journey? Okay. Well, thank you. Like you said, I'm very excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Um, my journey is kind of weird because it was not at all a plan to become a money coach, right? Like, so it all started, it's been about nine years now, which is crazy to think about as it flipped into 2020. I was like, it's been like a decade, just crazy. So nine years ago, um, I had just had my second child. We have four now, as you know, and our second child was born and I was basically getting ready to go back to work. I was working as a physical therapist and I was like, okay, how many hours do I have to work? Because really what I wanted to do is be able to stay home a little right. bit with the kids. I was cool, like working a couple days a week, but I was just trying to figure out how many hours do I need to work in order to basically pay our bills. Right. And when I started crunching the numbers, because honestly, I've never looked at the numbers before then, like never, Sam, my husband did everything. Um, I realized that not only did I have to go back to work full time, but I also realized that we were like overspending every month. Right. It's just like this horrible realization. And it's funny, Sam would laugh at this story because he'd be like, I had been telling you this for years. Like, like it wasn't a new realization to him. Right. But it was very, I don't know. I don't know if I, you know, selective hearing on the husband, you know what I mean? So anyway, that's kind of what happened. And so I started to actually feel really frustrated. And when I feel frustrated and angry, I'm like, okay, what action can I take to like change this? So um, I had a friend who was doing Dave Ramsey. I know you know Dave Ramsey. If you don't know Dave Ramsey, he's lovely. He has this formula that you can follow to get out of debt. And so we did that for, it took us 26 months to follow his formula and pay off all of our debt. But kind of what happened is that while we were doing it, it kind of, the formula was not working for me anymore. I'm not really a formula person. Yeah, I like to kind of do my own thing or, or make things work. I like to be outside the box a little bit. Like You're a little more holistic in your approach. Yes, I guess so. Like I realized near the end that like this process wasn't sustainable for me and probably for most people, honestly. Um, You can't just continue to follow someone else's advice forever, right? You've got to figure it out. So in that, I just kind of started devising this other, I'm kind of a personal development junkie, you know this. And so I kind of created my own process that that kind of brings in all kinds of personal development, which we'll talk about in a minute here. So that kind of happened and we paid off our debt. And then, you know, I had friends that were like, while I was paying off debt, literally thought I was insane. And then after we paid off our debt was like, oh my gosh, how did you do it? And so then I, I developed like a class for our church and I started coaching friends one-on-one. This was all just free. I was still physical. Yeah. yeah. So, and then a couple years later, I think honestly, I found like 
uh, only blog Academy and right. just saw like, how could I make, turn this into a business that would be sustainable? Right. So that kind of started my online business journey. Well, and so one thing that you kind of glossed over, and we tend to do this when we're telling our own stories, you know, we don't, we don't think of ourselves as like amazing and incredible, but the fact is that y'all did pay off all this debt. And ultimately you were able to leave your job as a physical therapist and stay home, which is a big deal. Yes. And I like to say this process actually that we'll go over here in a minute and that I'm going to even kind of create specifically for home improvement, right? Yeah. To create a home improvement process through this whole thing. Like this process is not unique to just budgeting or money. Like you can use it for any dream. So, you know, my dream was to like not be a physical therapist forever and create some, create my own business. I, I did not know it would be money coaching, but that's kind of what happened. And so you kind of use this process for every dream you have or any area of your life. It's really kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah. I tend to dive right into the details, which is, which is so funny. And my friend Tia is always like, can we, let's go big picture first. So let's go big picture first. Why don't okay. you give us an overview of your system and then we'll get into more of the details. Okay. So the first step, and it's funny that this is the first step because people are always like, can we just get to the budget, right? They want to dig in like you, like you were saying, but my first step is actually figuring out what your mindset and what your money stories are. So since we're specifically talking money or you could talk home, home decor, right? Or home, right. home. Why can I not remember the word? Improvement. Home improvement, home dreams. Just yeah. Yeah. Home dreams. I like that one. So you really have to kind of dig in and figure out like, what is your mindset around that? Like, are you telling yourself that you can't afford to do home decor, right? You can't afford to do home improvement. Those people are the lucky people. Like, what are the stories that you're telling yourself about this one specific topic? And so I kind of get in there and I, I give people kind of cues on how to dig in deep because if you've yeah. never done this work, it's really kind of, you're like, what? what is a money story? You know, it's weird. And so, and then at the end, we kind of, you know, name those as limiting beliefs, which are beliefs that we have just chosen to be true, but are yep. not necessarily true. They're yep. not, they're not a, a, a universal truth like gravity, right? They're just something you're choosing to believe that you don't have to believe anymore. So that's the first step is kind of figuring all that out and then changing it into right. a positive belief that you actually want that would serve you. Um, and then step two is creating and defining values for your life. So if you want to make this specific to home decor, you know, you would create like, what are, how do you want people to feel when you're in your home? Like, what are the values that are really important to you? And that might be like entertaining or um, just beauty or simplicity, like it kind of depends or color, right? For you. Yeah. So it kind of depends like how they're just words that you're going to decide that you're going to use to kind of guide your life if we're talking generally. And then if we're talking specifically, it could be like to guide your home improvement process. Right. And then I tell people to actually define those because it can mean something completely different. Like your color means something totally different than my color. And so you want to have a definition of what that actually means for you. Um, if you're talking just money, 
Um, an example for me is simplicity. Okay. I like, I like simplicity. And it's funny because that will, that will probably be a value in your home too, right? Like right. just general life values that you have are likely going to be values that you want to pull into your home because this is your space. This is like where you are all the time. What's most important to you. So just defining, creating and defining values for your life, for your money, for your home. They can all be the same. They don't have. Okay. Okay. So here, here's my question because I am like, I, I always understand things better when there's an example. So if I'm defining the values, if I'm defining my values and 100% not, I mean, nothing matters more to me than my family and my home, because I, I believe that like the most important things in life happen within our home. And so home should be the place where we want to be most of the time. How would I, how does that translate into a value? (laughs) Does that make sense? So yeah, I think, okay. I think your value would be home. Okay. Word could actually be your value. So I tell people to just choose one word, but I've had people who choose like a phrase, um, whatever. Or when we were at Rise Business, I remember Rachel Hollis, she created, they were all phrases. Yep. Okay. Phrases. I'm trying to remember some of them. But I do, I think home could, I mean, yeah, that sums it up for me. So that would be then be my, like, I know my top value is home. Yes. And then you define it. So for you, you know, you would put like, home is where I create memories with my family. Home is like, whatever. You just create a little simple definition that helps okay. to kind of guide your money choices. Also. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Makes yeah. perfect sense. Okay. And then the third step is to create a vision, which okay. I know is not your most exciting part. <laughs> it's, nope. my, it's, it's my favorite part for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're very good at it. <laughs> yes. So I tell people to create a 10 year vision. We're talking general. So we're just yep. talking money again. So you create a 10-year vision and you're going to, basically, I'll walk you through how to, how to break it down into something you can do right now, okay. working towards that big vision. So your 10-year vision is basically your dream for your life. Where do you want to be? What are you hoping for? What does your house look like? What do you wear? What do you look like? What do you do? All those things. Okay. If, if you're talking... Um, home decor, mm-hmm. right? you might have a 10 year vision for your home. And then you might have a one year vision for your home. Got it. Yeah. And it's look completely different. I know you talk about this. Oh yeah. You might have like baby steps in between. So you could start with just the one year if that makes you feel more comfortable. I know a lot people are often more comfortable there and that's okay. Yep. So start with your one year vision and then you break it down into goals, which is basically like, we're talking home decor, you would say, um, what are 10 things that if I accomplish them would get me to that vision that I have one year from now? Gotcha. Okay. And then you break it down even more, I say, and you pick one thing. Yeah. Okay. Usually I call it the money focus, but we're not talking money necessarily. Um, So you would create, you would pick one thing and you would go all in on that one thing. So you say, First thing we're going to focus on is doing a $1,000 kitchen renovation. There you go. Perfect. We're not okay. going to go big. We're going to do that small thing. And that's what we're going to focus on. 
And then you break it down and you would say, okay, what are some ways that I could find the thousand dollars for myself? What are some choices I could make? What are some things I could give up so that within six months I can have $1,000 to put straight towards my kitchen renovation? And that's kind of how you break it break it down. What I love, and I, you know, you and I have talked about your system many times, because I think it's um, just so, so much more, uh, I I don't want to use the word important, but you notice, like we went through so many steps before we ever talked about money. And I think that with like home dreams and home improvement in general, a place where a lot of people where it fall where they fall off the rails is really two things but they're so related one they have trouble find or making the time in their schedule to do it mm-hmm. and then two they get caught up on this well I, I don't have the money for it and both of those what's so fascinating about it to me is that both of those are in my opinion are only going to be overcome if you do step one, which is what is the vision? Why does this matter? Because if you're, it's just like anything else in life. If your why isn't big enough and it's something that's hard, you're, you're, you're doomed for failure almost. But if you can sit down and picture how you want to live in your house, you want to have friends and family over, you want to wake up and not trip over shoes. I mean, how many times as parents, just are like aggravation and those bad, those, what I call like just the bad days. How often is that like sparked by something stupid, like tripping on your shoes? That's such a good point. That's really true. That's really true. It's so true. But so your step one for money is, you're right. I mean, you could apply it to so many different things in life, but taking the time to think how is my life going to improve and be different? And how is my family going to enjoy our home more if we accomplish what we want to accomplish in our house? Um, Because when you can like connect deeply with that vision, then when you do get to the money part and say, all right, we need bottom line, we need to save or make available a thousand dollars that we do not currently have. Right. And that means that, and I know you're going to talk about this, that you are going to have to sacrifice things that are not important to your values, you know, that don't relate to home and that, and, you know, defining those values and having that vision softens the blow. But at the end of the day, it's hard to save money. It's hard to say no to the Starbucks and no to the... Anyway, so I know I've just, I feel like I've just gotten on a soapbox, but if you, if you take the time to craft your vision and define your values, uh, you are so much more likely to succeed. If you just jump into the numbers and say, well, we need a thousand dollars. You're like, oh, whatever. I can't do that. Exactly. Like, guess where you're going to be in three months? You're going to have done absolutely nothing. So anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. Carry on. No, but I mean, that's what I tell people because people want to jump into the numbers always. They always just want to go straight to the numbers. And I'm like, this whole part of the process, steps one, two, and three are your foundation. They are what is going to make this sustainable. They're what's going to make this maybe even fun 
you might even like enjoy it, right? Versus it being this slog and like really frustrating and and something that could create resentment like within your relationship or or within yourself. Like it's this whole foundation will help alleviate that. And I wanted to touch on like something you said, which was the values. I think um, one thing that, especially when you're choosing a focus, Mm -hmm. you've gotten all the way down from your business. You've you've chosen a focus of your $1,000 kitchen renovation. You've checked out Tasha's blog post. You're ready to go. And then you, you are like, well, I also have this value of traveling. Okay. I really, I like to travel. What I like to say is, yes, your values are important, but your focus trumps everything, right? Um, Okay. You you have chosen, even though traveling is part of your big picture dream, your 10-year plan, right now you have chosen to focus on your kitchen. And so that's what you're going to do. There will not be money being funneled to a vacation right now. Right. Right. You have chosen to focus on your kitchen. And so you focus on your kitchen and then you get that done. And one thing I tell people is it's surprising, but like, it doesn't make any sense either, but your like travel value and all your other values are like little boats. Right. Okay. And you're raising your, your kitchen renovation boat and that same tide will raise all the other boats. It's really surprising especially when it comes to money, right? Because when you start finding money for one thing, you're going to be like, oh, that's really important to me. It worked. So I'm going to keep doing that. So we finished our kitchen. Now I want to fund this vacation to California or whatever we want to do. And so you're going to do that. And you're going to start seeing success in all different areas of your life. Oh, it's so true. And as you were talking about that, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, one thing that I this thought just came into my mind as you're saying it, because when you think about the money, I think a lot of people uh, make excuses for a, why they can't afford to do anything to their home um, or B, you know, why they, they should spend the money in other ways. And what is so fascinating to me, and I truly believe to my very core is that if you take the time and money to do what you want to your home, I am telling you, you will spend less money in other ways. And here's why. Okay. Yes, reach it. So what I find is that my friends who um, eat out a lot and do all the things, like they're always, you know, they're going to the bounce houses or the trampoline park, or they're doing all the things. It is at its core, a desire to be away from their home because their home makes them unhappy. Now, I'm not saying if you're a social butterfly, Creating a home you want probably isn't going to change that about your personality. But even if you like to be around people, I'm telling you my bet is when you love your home and it's the place you want to be, it's your happy place, you are still going to want to eat with friends. But chances are, instead of saying, hey, why don't we meet you at this restaurant? You're going to say, we would love to have you over for dinner. Like mm-hmm. you, it just everything, it's, it's exactly what you're saying. Like all the boats, when you, when you change your home and yeah, you are going to use money for that, but you will eat out less and you will want to be away from your home less and being in your home I mean, it's free in the sense that you're already paying for it. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's already a bill. Yeah. Yeah. So enjoy it more and you will, I mean, you'll start spending more time in it and therefore you're kind of like 
reducing other expenses without even trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So this is what I love about your method. And we've, you know, we're friends, so we get to talk about it often. And I love that. But the thing I love most about what you teach and why I think your methods are so different is if people have really truly taken the time to, you know, craft their vision and define their values, they shouldn't feel deprived, right? Correct. And that is kind of a game changer because most people, how most people react to the word budget is not positive. Like, (laughs) right. Like they think their gut reaction is, this is not going to be fun. I'm not going to be able to do anything I want to do. This sucks already. And I haven't even started. Yes. So explain to, I understand it because I've talked to you about it so many times, but explain to people why this is so different and it's not about depriving yourself at all. It's actually the polar opposite. Yeah. And it's kind of complex, right? Because there's so many layers. So jump in if I'm like missing some of the layers. Um, I, I think one major reason for this is like you have a why now, right? So you've created this vision and you, and I call the vision like your map, not, not really your map, but like the destination on your map. Yes. Okay. And then the values I say are like your GPS system. So your values, if you keep coming back to your values and what you actually want out of life, and that's what you're putting your money towards and money is just energy, right? So that's what you're putting your energy towards are things that you value and want to see more in the world. Like you're going to be rerouted to your destination, right? You're going to keep going towards where you actually want to go. If you stop paying attention to your values and you're just spending based on, you know, what your neighbor is doing. I mean, that's real, Oh, that is real. Yeah. So you're spending on what your neighbor's doing or you're paying attention to social media and you're using it in like a negative comparison way, right? Comparisonitis or whatever. (laughs) You're not, you're going to go the wrong way, right? You're not going to go towards your destination anymore. You're basically going to go the wrong way. And so that's one major way that I think this process is different and can create a sense of accomplishment. Right. And joy, because you'll see, you'll see small progress. Money is not fast. I'm going to be straight up. It is not a fast path. You know that. And I know that. Yeah. And sometimes we want a quick win. And the thing with money, though, is if you start, if you start even the small choices you make, okay. if they're aligned with your values and your vision, you're going to start to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm making progress towards that goal. Like this is actually happening. And so while it feels small and you haven't necessarily like met the big goal yet, even if your big goal is the small goal of a thousand dollars for your kitchen renovation, if you're saving a few hundred dollars a month towards that goal, you're going to be like, this is happening. This is actually happening, especially if you've been telling yourself you couldn't do this. Oh, yeah. So that's another, that's one big reason why I think it's different. And then the second reason, which we've talked about a lot, is that we're always making choices. Oh, my gosh. The world is making choices. And our money is is a way that we show what we believe in. 
Whether we, whether we think that or not, that is the truth. So you can kind of put your money towards your values, like I said, or you can choose um, to just not pay attention. Um, and so I actually think budgeting is like a, a way to be present in our life and really pay attention to like what we want to be in the world and how, you know, even like being generous, you yeah. have to know where your money's going in order to give to other things in order to be generous. So even that's a way. And so like choosing to go out to eat when right. you have perfectly good scrambled eggs, right. <laughs> is, is a choice that you are choosing and you yeah. could either choose to spend the 50 bucks. Cause for six of us now it is very, oh, quick. Yeah. I mean, Chick-fil-A is like 45. I was just going to say, dude, that that's only going to get you Chick-fil-A. I mean, yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's crazy. And so it's like 50 bucks that you could just in one outing be putting towards your, your kitchen renovation and something that would like bring you so much joy. And I understand that like Chick-fil-A when you've had a hard day with your children is delightful. It really is. <laughs> it really is. But there's also sometimes when you have to pick the hard choice and not the easy choice so that you can get to your goal. It's all about choices. It is all about choice. But I was just thinking this too. I d- Decision fatigue is very real. I mean, I, I can't remember what the statistic is, but like the amount of decisions we make in a single day or an hour is mind blowing. And so one of the things that I also love about your system is that when you decide on your focus, like you said, it trumps everything, right? Yeah. So we are, you know, we are saving a thousand dollars for our budget friendly kitchen makeover. It is happening. So then when you're in Target, I'm going to use Target because... Target. I know. I love it. I I, I do love it. And in my Target, there's also a Starbucks. And I... It, I'm going to have to pretend to not be me because I don't actually like Starbucks. Like that is not, but, but people have, people love their, their, their coffee beverages and they're inexpensive. Yeah. So let's say you love Starbucks and you love Target. And so you walk in there and there the Starbucks is and it looks so it good. and so good. <laughs> You can really, you can really use a little pick me up, and then you're browsing through the home section of Target, and there's, I mean, there's so many beautiful things. But when you, what I love about your focus is when you say you walk past the Starbucks, and the only thing you have to ask yourself is, is that iced latte going to help me with my focus? Nope. You don't, it's like, you don't even have to make the decision. It's not a hard decision. And then you go into the home section and you're looking at a throw pillow. You're not going to have a throw pillow in your kitchen. I just think it makes that decision so quick and so easy. And it kind of eliminates that decision fatigue because you know what your focus is. So if it is not related to getting you to your $1,000 kitchen makeover, you just move on. It, it, it actually makes things easier in the context of decision-making. Yeah. 
And honestly, these days I tell my clients, like, if you're going to target to browse, that's probably not the best idea because you cannot get out of there. Everything is so beautiful. So like I use the app, like if I need toilet paper and some laundry detergent, I use the app. It gets delivered to my trunk. It's amazing. Yeah. And and I mean, that's such another important point. There are little shifts that once you decide what your focus is, you can, it's much easier to um, anticipate potential obstacles and just overcome, like just eliminate them. I remember not long ago having, (laughs) this is so funny, having the conversation with somebody who I, somehow it became clear that I, and I said, well, I don't, I don't make unplanned trips to Target. And the, my friend that I was talking to was like, well, well, I don't understand what you mean. And I said, well, Everybody I don't... <laughs> That's amazing that you don't. I said, if it's not... If I don't need something from Target, like specific, I would never go to Target. Yeah. And they said, well, what, what do you mean? Like, don't you ever just go in to look around? And I said, no. No. <laughs> But, and part of it is because I am very, I'm a maniac about being efficient with my time. So I think for, for really that decision in my mind had much more to do with being efficient with my time, but it's also like, if you know, you love Target and you love to browse and you're an impulse buyer, it just, I mean, don't, yeah. Using the app. So smart. Yeah. And honestly, I remember being like a young mom and being overwhelmed with the kids and wanting somewhere to go. And I, when I go to Target now, that's what I notice a lot of. If you go during the day and shop during the day, it's a lot of moms with kids because they're, they're like losing their minds. Mm-hmm. But the problem is you take your kids in there and then your kids are begging for like a hundred things and you don't have the mental capacity. That takes a lot of strength, a lot of mental fortitude to like say no yep. to yourself and then say no to your kids like a hundred times, right? Yeah. So it's just not a great idea. Like take them to a park, turn the TV on for all, you know, but like that is not getting you to your goal, right? It's not. No, it's not helpful. So if you can, but again, when you've decided this, is, if you haven't decided what your focus is, right? You, what's your motivation to order from the Target app? You're not going to do that. You're going to go in and spend money that, could have been saved That's right. without even really thinking about it, which is so scary. And I'm not like, I have, I will not try to sit here and say, I avoid all mindless or purposeless spending. Right. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. But like when we finally decided to tackle like our big kitchen renovation this year, which we saved six, it took us six, more than six years to finally say we financially are in a place to pay cash for this kitchen renovation. Yeah. yeah. But we still, that at the beginning of that year said, if, if this is the year for our kitchen renovation, we are not taking a vacation this year. Right. And I love vacation, right? right. But, but I wasn't mad or upset or sad about not taking vacation because we knew what having a kitchen that 
functioned well for our family and that we had dreamed about for so long. We knew how good that was going to feel. So Mm -hmm. it didn't, I didn't feel like we were depriving ourselves of vacation. I felt like we were giving ourselves the gift of this kitchen that we had dreamed about for so long and that we knew would, you know, really transform the heart of our home. Um, but that's because we had a folks or value, even though I hadn't gone through your system, I didn't even know about your system as we were planning for the kitchen, but deep down in my bones, like home has always been such a, a are uh, such a huge focus for us. So when you, it just all goes back to when you can really connect with your vision and your values and set a focus, saying no to the things doesn't really feel painful. Yeah. It's the thing I always tell people is, yes, you're saying no to this thing over here, but you're actually saying yes to this big, beautiful thing that you actually really want. And so it's just, it's perspective, it's mindset, it's knowing that saying no to this thing is actually saying yes to something else. You are, li- I'm not making this up. You are the second speaker who has articulated the exact same point. Like you, and it, and it's so, and she was, um, it was a Megan Summerall who was talking about, you know, getting over the excuse of, I don't have time to do anything in my house. And that's what, like, yeah, you are going to have to say no to things, but that. That's exactly it. Like, remember that saying no to this means that you are saying yes to what actually matters to you. Yes, yes. Oh, I get all I get all fired up, Nicole. Every time we talk about it, I love it though. Like, I think if people can get that in their head, then it's like, oh my gosh, that's so true, and I'm willing to do that. You know, then it's like kind of switches something in their head. That's like, okay, I can do this, and I'm willing to do that. And it doesn't feel painful. And I think you're right. When you start, money is slow. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Um, It is. And FYI, you know, I think it's so easy in like these days of like Instagram and Pinterest. We're so an HGTV. Like we see so many beautiful spaces. And I think... Right. And I think like even people who, who, let's say, are new to my blog or my Instagram account, what you can't see in the, you know, in a TV show or the glimpse of one photo on an Instagram feed is that it hit, we are still not done with our home and we have been working on it for seven years. So working on your money is a slow process. Working on your home is a slow process. The beauty of that is that when you're not trying to do every room at once, you, they can't, they go well on the journey together. You don't have to save all the money at once. Like they, they actually travel right along beside each other. Right. It is. Made in heaven. <laughs> Rachel, okay. Rachel Hollis says nothing that lasts is accomplished quickly. I think it's so true. Like nothing that actually lasts will happen quickly. You can get it's- I think of like Whole30 and things like that that are fast and you might get some results, but those results likely won't last unless you keep a a process. It's so true. And it it goes back to what you were saying. Like if your your goals are your GPS system, if you start ignoring it, you're you're, going to, oh, we're going to be veering off the path. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's say people are watching and I'm hoping people are going to 
feel it. Like, yes, I can do this. I can just realign my thoughts about money so that I can start saving to do things in my home because that matters to me. Um, so what, like if somebody came to you and said, Nicole, I want you to coach me. What matters to me most right now, more than anything is being able to afford to do things to my home. Okay. How how do I do that? What would you say to them? Okay. Well, we would start with the process, right? So we would do all of the steps of figuring out like, why, why have they not taken any action, right? Like what is their mindset around it? So if they're saying things like, I can't afford it, um, figuring out, like, is that actually true? Like, we probably dig into the actual numbers with them and figuring out, like, where is their money going? Likely, what I have found with most people is they're not actually budgeting. No one, no one is actually paying attention to the money. They, they know they're paying their bills. Right. Everything is happening. They're not, like, behind on anything. But they also come to this point where they realize like they're not getting anywhere. There's no right. there's no momentum. They're not they're not moving forward in anything. And so it feels like they can't they can't do anything extra. They certainly couldn't do a home renovation, right? right. It feels so big and it feels like a thousand dollars feels like a lot of money right. when you're not getting anywhere with money. So there would be the process that we go through the vision, values, all that stuff. And then we would actually create a budget. That's actually step four. We never actually talked about that. Oh, I'm sorry. I got us all off track. I'm oh, sorry. it's fine. So we would actually create a budget and um, figure out where your money is going. Okay. So um, budgeting is literally just a, a way to see where your money is. Like, where are you spending your money? And my eventually what we get to is creating the budget that's based on the vision and values, right? So there's a point where you're just like tracking your spending and, and noticing like, wow, we spend $600 a month on eating out. And people think I'm joking, but that is literally how much most of my clients spend a month on eating out. And they yeah. figure that out once they start tracking because they're not tracking. No, they're not I mean, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I do think, well, even if people don't overspend on eating out, I do feel like what we overspend on is groceries. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things. I do think groceries are crazy expensive. Oh. And then it depends on like, what what kind are you like an organic person? Right. That makes it more. So like groceries okay. are more. They are. But the important point is that I mean, you're right. And I will be, I will be totally honest with you and put it all on the table here and say, at this point in time, we are not following a budget. We are, we are in exactly that mode. We know what we know what we can afford. We're not spending more than we can afford, but I'm sure that if we got back to where we were many, many years ago and we actually, you know, we went into, I don't remember what system, what program we used, but we would like take our receipts and we would import them. And then we would kind of look at how it broke down. How much are we spending on gas and groceries and eating out? I think we actually would be very surprised, <laughs> surprised at what some of those categories look yeah. like. So that's what happens. So normally I'll just start with tracking your spending and then we'll create a budget you know, based on your bills and your debts and all the things so that everything gets paid. But then also we would create a category, right? For your 
kitchen renovation, your $1,000 kitchen renovation. We'd create a category for that. And so when you're budgeting, you know where every dollar is. Like, it's not like you have to um, say no to the latte and then those, those dollars just get flittered away somewhere else. No, you say no to the latte and you take those $4 and you put them in your kitchen renovation fund. Well, that's exactly it. Right. So like if, so your example, taking it a step further, let's say you've sat down with a client. They say, Nicole, I just, I can't, I can't afford to make my home dreams come true. You you look at everything and you say, and you've gone through the values. And let's, let's say that one of their value, none of their values have anything to do with eating out. Okay. None of them. Let's just pretend like that's true. So then you see um, so eating out and like gathering with friends out in public is, is actually not important to you, but you're spending $600 a month doing it. So, I mean, even just that realization, you could say, listen, even if you could just reduce that to $200 a month, which is still yeah. pretty generous, that still gets you like four meals out a month, let's say that gives you $400 right off the bat to put put into this category that does matter to you. And if you could do that for three months, you actually have more than enough. Yeah. I have a blog post that literally tells people how they can save a thousand dollars in six weeks. And it's completely possible. Like people, cause it's, that's what Dave Ramsey says to have for the emergency fund. And so I kind of figured it out and laid it all out for people. And it is not unrealistic at all. I'm not making numbers up. It's really pretty easy to save, you know, probably for the people we're talking to, I would say there are people, you know, outside of that, but the people that we're talking to, I'm going to tell you it's easier than you think. Like you, you are telling yourself right now that you don't have any money, but I just want to like, this is my tough love, right? Like, yes. this is my tough love is that like, that's not true. And I want you to actually ask yourself, like, what are you spending on right now that you could start putting towards your home dreams? Even, in a, small, even in a small way. Uh, yeah. I mean, even if you like, really, it's, it's, it's an example I come back to a lot because I just have so many friends that... They they spend a lot of money at Starbucks. Yes. I mean, it's 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 such a thing right now. It's such a thing in our culture to like treat yourself to a coffee out. And I like you should treat yourself to things now and then. But I feel like um think it can be as little as coffee. Just make your coffee. I'll figure out how to make your favorite coffee beverage at home. I promise there's a way. But We're the fine. other thing. Yeah, buy like a Keurig and take it to work with you so that you can make the coffee when you want a coffee. Yes, there are so many ways. The other thing, this is a random tidbit, but the other thing um, that that I found very shocking is I happened to be in a grocery store not too long ago. And for I think I had to go to customer service to get a rain check (laughs) for like a buy one, get one deal free. Nice. And so I'm standing at customer service. Well, and I've never been... I'm lucky to say I've never been a smoker. Um, but that's where they keep the cigarettes. I didn't even know this. Yeah. And somebody, the person in front of me was buying a, I think it's called a carton, like a whole of cigarettes. And so I've never smoked. So I have no idea how much cigarettes are. I don't remember what the number was, but when the cashier, 
rung it up for that. I was, I was I, I, shocked is not a word that accurately describes. I, I was, it was staggering to know how much, um, people were spending on some. And I, I literally thought like, I mean, that a few cartons of that and you can like give the, you don't over. <laughs> it's so true. It's all about like habits. That's something I teach too. That's what I mean. Like most of this stuff is like personal development stuff. So it's like figuring out what your habits are. What could you say no to for a while? Even if it's like wine, I know a lot of people like to drink wine in the evening and cool, cool, right? Do your thing, do your thing. But like you're choosing to spend your money on the wine versus spending it on your house. Like that is the bottom line. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so true. And, you know, we're lucky to be in a place now where, you know, we're in our forties, we've worked for many, many years now. So we are in a different place financially now than we were when we first got married. And, and the choices we make in our house reflect that we have more flexibility in our budget. You know, we don't, we're not paying for preschool anymore. We're not, but all of the optional things, that is 100% what people are not being honest either being honest with themselves about or just not being and they're not informed about it because they're They're not not yeah they're not thinking that it's optional right it feels like it's not optional because everyone around you is doing it and so it seems like well this is what you do this is the normal thing this is not optional but I'm going to challenge you like there's so there's so many options there's so many things that Sam and I gave up for two straight years uh, and vacations was one of them. Like so many things we gave up in order to pay off our debt super quickly. That's what was important to us. And if you're thinking about just wanting to save a thousand dollars, I mean, this could even be a short term thing, right? You can even just say for three months, I'm going to not eat out and not buy wine and one more thing. Right. And then those three things would get you your 3000, your $1,000 in three months. Oh, it's so true. You don't even have to think of it as like, this is what I have to do for the rest of my life, right? That's not true. You're, right. just, you're just saying no to something for three months so that you can get to your, your end goal. And then you reevaluate. And budgets are fluid. That's the other thing people are weird about with budgets is they think it's like this, you know. Really set. rigid thing, right? Yeah. And they don't have to be rigid. They can be really fluid and change with you and change with your vision and change with your values. And so, yeah, it doesn't have to be this really rigid, like forceful thing. It can be kind of like a beautiful, honestly, that's how I look at Yes. I feel like you say budgeting can be beautiful and it, and it, it really can. If you, I think the way you have phrased it to me in the past is it's instead of like, kind of like constantly working against your money, your system really enables people to make their money work for them. Like you, you just shift it so that you're being, you're certainly more mindful, but you, you go from a place of just kind of a hamster wheel of like, we're paying the bills, we're doing the things we're, you know, we're great that we're not overspending, but when you, when you, when you shift it and you work through your system, what you're actually doing is making your money work for you so that you can actually achieve like all your dreams and 
do all the things. Yeah. I don't want to like beat a dead horse, but this is so much bigger than your money. You know, like that's what I want people to feel and see and hear is that your money is just a tool in order to get what you want out of life. And like, that's just a fact. Like we need money in order to be able to, you know, quit our jobs, right. And start a business and, and take risks and go on vacations and make memories with our family. And, and so like, you've, you've got to just see it that way versus seeing it as this burden, um, for you to deal with. Um, money, I think is honestly, money is neutral and it can be this really beautiful thing in your life if you pay attention to it and you're intentional with it and yeah. And you're creating something that's actually meaningful to you. Right. Oh, I love it so much. Oh, okay. So you have actually all kinds of like super affordable workbooks in your greatest worth shop that will walk people through this system, right? Yes. So you, you, you do offer money coaching, which is amazing. But if somebody can't, feels like I can't afford that right now, these workbooks will help them. And you can find those at greatestworth.com slash shop. Very simple. Um, Then we are going to share a link with people because you are putting together an awesome freebie, um, which is going to be a workbook that is for people to walk people through, you know, if you want to accomplish some goal in your home, this will help you do it. So we will share that link with everybody who is watching. And then why don't you tell other people where they can find and connect with you? Okay. I'm very easy. It's greatest worth on anything. So Instagram and Facebook is mostly where I am. I do have a Facebook group that has all like a lot of, I do free live trainings every Monday. And then my husband and I do kind of a funny every Wednesday morning we do, we call it the Wednesday wake up show. And it's more personal development. It's kind of like what we're learning in our life. Sometimes it's about money, not always. So we do those two live videos every week. Um, You have to be part of the Greatest Worth Family Facebook group. Um, Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty easy. I also do, I started this year where I'm doing group coaching. And so I have, that's available. If it's the beginning of the month, that's available. Once once we get to where coaching starts, it's closed for the month. Got it. Okay. And don't forget about your podcast. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I just started that a few months ago, but it has really been super fun and gotten me connected with a lot of people. So it's called Your Greatest Worth Podcast. Once again, very easy to find. (laughs) And I I co-host that with my friend Katie, who is actually a health coach. So every other week, it's just me and I'm talking straight up about money. And then on the off weeks when it's me and Katie, we're kind of, it's very personal development kind of like habits and how to create, how to make a life you love. That's the tagline. Um, yeah. So it's, it's all about being a mom, business owner, all the things, all the things, all the things. And I mean, I, we can't, we can't go down this rabbit hole, but I do feel like when you, ironically, when you start working on things like your money and your home, all the other areas of your life, it's like it, all works together. And so you start making improvements to your health or your money or your home and all the other things start to get better as well. And I do feel like that's what y'all, that's kind of like 
That's yeah. what I take away from your podcast a lot. Yeah, yeah that's what we're talking about most of the time. <laughs> How it's all interrelated. Totally. All right. Thank you so much for doing this. It was, of course, awesome to see your face. But thank you just for, I hope, um, helping people overcome this belief that they've told themselves forever, which is, I can't afford this, when really they can. You just have to yeah. kind of go through the system. That makes so much sense, right, y'all? So what's interesting is I didn't even realize that Joe and I had kind of been inadvertently using Nicole's value system um, when it came to money throughout our entire marriage. And reflecting back, I realized that's why even when money was super tight for us, we always made sure we had the money we needed to create homes we loved. So in our lives, this is still true today. Um, creating homes that we love is very important to us. Um, and I don't think that will ever change. What is not important to us, you know, is travel. So we typically, we don't take extravagant vacations. We typically only take vacations, um, within driving distance, because that saves a ton of money. We always rent a house. We, when I tell you that we cook every meal and eat every meal at the vacation house, um, just with groceries that we buy, that is not an exaggeration. Like I would say it's unusual for us even to meet, eat one meal out on vacation. Um, Part of it is that we like to cook, but y'all, the bigger part of it is that we don't spend a ton of money on vacations because that doesn't align with our value. Anyway, bottom line is if you find yourself just kind of constantly struggling to um, find money to do the things you want to do, whether that is to work on your home or whether it's to travel or whether it's to do something else, I really... Um, encourage you to start thinking about budgeting through the value approach that Nicole teaches. I think it's, it's so unique and it's such a, it's a much more fulfilling way to think about things. And it's a way to approach budgeting without just feeling miserable and deprived. Um, instead of thinking about what you're going to cut out, you're thinking about what you're going to make room for. And that's a big difference. So anyway, I just, I, I love how she does things. Obviously I'm a big fan. So you can check out more about Nicole's, um, teachings and system and philosophy at greatestworth.com. Um, all right, y'all. So yeah, again, registration's open. So head to beautifulhomebeautifullife.com. You can register there. Remember, every session is free to watch for a full 24 hours from the time it is made available. Um, so the way it works is um, it's three days long. So the it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So each morning, once you're registered, we will send you a link to your email and we'll say, hey, here's the link to all the sessions for today. And you'll click on that link and it's going to take you to a single web page. And on that web page, all the videos for that day are going to be on that one page. It could not be easier. So for each day, there's between seven to 12 videos, I think is how it breaks down. That page so the day one page and all the videos on it will be available from 9 a.m. 
on Tuesday until 9 a.m. on Wednesday, full 24 hours. You can watch it for absolutely free. So if you work during the day after, you know, you have dinner and get your kids to bed that night, you can watch whatever sessions you want. You don't have to watch every single one. You can pick and choose what you want to watch, okay? Um, if you're if you're too tired at night or that's just not going to work for you, you can purchase an all-access pass for $29, y'all. It's only $29. That gets you lifetime access to all the videos. Um, the way it works is you get a login, and we have a hub where all the videos are 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 hosted, stored, whatever. Um, so you enter your, your username, your password, you have access to all of it. You can watch them whenever you want, as many times as you want. And you don't just get access to the videos. You actually get some cool speaker bonuses um, and free stuff as well when you purchase the All Access Pass. So again, right now it's $29. Um, it will remain $29, but only until the summit starts on the 16th. After that, the price goes up to $49. So if you think you want to buy it, for Pete's sake, save yourself some money and grab it now. So the way it works is after you register, um, and, which only requires putting in your email address and your first name. I mean, it's easy peasy. Immediately after you register, you're given the opportunity to purchase the all-access pass. So that's how it works. Um, all right, y'all. That's it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see so many of you registering for the summit. And I got the nicest email from somebody yesterday saying that they have been excited to register ever since they heard about it on the podcast. And they were so excited to see what a diverse group of speakers that we have. Um, and it just made my heart so happy because we do, y'all. We have an amazingly talented group of people. And it's also a diverse group of speakers. We have over 25 speakers um, yeah, and it is a diverse group and I am proud of that. All right, now I'm going to read you one of the amazing reviews that came in last week. And again, if this is your review and you hear it, please, please email us podcast at Kaleidoscope Living to tell us, hey, that's mine so that we can send you some free stuff for leaving it. And if we read yours in the future, this will also be true. And spoiler, we have some new stuff coming out and that will be among the free stuff that you receive. So I'm just saying it's going to be pretty good. All right, actually, I'm going to read two because I can't help myself. <laughs> okay, this one is from, well, the handle is Nevsky's. Um, just got my designer in a binder deluxe package a few weeks ago, and it's a game changer. I love listening to these podcasts while I work from home so I can stay motivated and inspired. Oh, thank you. Um, and I loved this one, too. Uh, Tasha and Tia are friendly, knowledgeable, and fun to listen to. I discovered them first from their podcast, but now I love the blog, too, Kaleidoscope Living. If you're looking for decorating tips, DIY ideas, and general home inspiration that's colorful and not farmhouse, this is the place to find it. And that one was from... Kalia1123. So if either of y'all are listening and hear this, please email us so we can send you some stuff. But you got to get in touch with us because there's literally no way for us to contact you through the reviews, which I find very frustrating. Anyway, um, that's it, y'all. Thanks so much. Uh, go register for this summit. It's amazing. There's so much incredible content um, that we can't wait to share with you. And, uh, yeah, I'll chat with you again next week. Bye-bye. Have a great week.